everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I am Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check out our website at arcadiacognorati.com or by following us on Facebook at HBPRA. Please support the show by checking out our Patreon site, where for just a few dollars you can have access to all kinds of episode extras, videos, and short tutorials that are updated weekly. Just click the link in the episode details that says support the show, and it'll take you directly to that site. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. On today's episode, Greg and I are talking about some of the things we learned while we were in Texas for the week. We also discussed the case of an active duty airman who tried to fake his own kidnapping and failed miserably. I also explained to Greg the reason why people put limes in their corona. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Get started here, Greg, and start off talking about um, things I learned in Texas. That's so funny. it'll be a, it'll be a little recap of some of our experiences over the last couple of weeks. We had that busy travel schedule. Uh, from you know to racing around Dallas to Philadelphia to Princeton to Philadelphia and then we're going and, back. and we're traveling again tomorrow yeah I know so so I just uh, you know I've been to Texas maybe a do- half a dozen times before this or maybe more maybe a dozen times but usually around the military bases or whatever I've been to Dallas before I've been to Austin and then all the little small towns like Killeen and all those places right yep so we had some fun down there, but the first thing uh, I did learn, I did not know this, is Dallas isn't Texas. Yeah, so we were we, told that. <laughs> we didn't surmise that. No, no. Here, here's the thing, folks. Don't, don't vilify us for being the messengers yeah, on this, this one. Not, How many times did we hear that during a week-long so, before I start, because we have a lot of listeners down in Dallas, um, we were down we there you. with uh, Carry the Load. Everyone, I'll put a link up. Carry the Load, great organization, does a ton of great work, not just in and around Dallas, but all over the country with their Memorial Day Relay. Awesome organization. We love their people. They're so cool. Shout out to Debbie Wright. But um, we've learned a lot, and <laughs> I didn't get the full definition of just what people would tell us, well, Dallas isn't Texas. And I was right. like, but is like Fort Worth, Texas? Like, well, yeah. Well, what is like San Antonio? So all yes. the places we didn't go on this trip. <laughs> so I didn't get a But we also like- learned something. We also learned something valuable about a coffee shop. Uh, rainy day, cold as hell. Uh, it says coffee grinder or whatever <laughs> for the title. Has a cup of coffee in, in the gosh damn logo, right? And the, the, the window is painted with a cup of coffee that's as big as me. We go in. Guys at the counter, may I help you? Hey, we'd like a couple of coffees. It was like we came off the planet Mars. Yeah. <laughs> You want coffee? Yeah, we'd like some coffee. Can we have a couple to go? So he had to go scramble up the coffee. That was hilarious. From like the staff area. You yeah. Know, in their He's own like, coffee. well, you can go fill up a cup over here. Is that all? I guess it was a breakfast yeah. spot, that, but we just assumed just it was what just... you wanted. You know? Well, <laughs> so I don't know about good. you, but your advertising left a little <laughs> tired, pal. So <clears throat> the next uh, uh, point I learned, and again, everyone listening down in Texas, I, I, love, I love Texas. I'm not bashing it, but um, I found out, bless your heart, this there not, you go. is not a compliment and does not mean something right. nice. It's pretty much go F yourself or you have yep. no idea what you're doing. You're an idiot, but I'm going to be. Oh, how right sweet. Now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Oh, how sweet. Look, and he actually thinks he's asking the right questions, right? I've, I remember that in, in conversations with, like, uh, when you have different AA, uh, after-action stuff with, like, uh, right. a whole bunch of room full of, like, military officers or whoever, and they do the, thanks, that, that was helpful. And you're like, I don't think he meant that. Exactly. Coming off the top rope, are we? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was helpful yeah. so bless your heart that was a good one and the third one um u-turns are apparently allowed at any place at any given time um but, no but you have to add one to that you have to add one to that brian and at any speed yes the laws of physics do not apply <laughs> on dallas so, highways so i uh yeah i've never <laughs> seen driving like that outside of uh central Indy. asia yeah exactly <laughs> Well, we encountered a little bit in Saudi Arabia. That was that challenge. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Kabul, where it's like anything goes. I mean, I hate, I don't ever do the oh the right. people down there are the worst drivers or the food is awful. Yeah, it's like, that it city. sounds like, like a comedy shtick, right? Like, but but it, it was true. How well, many? You have to understand. Brian and I wore yeah. our wore our suit jackets and our dress shirts, and then we wore no pants. And on the heated seat, we just put a bed sheet <laughs> because we knew we were going to be crapping ourselves all the way to wherever we went. So then we clean up and get ready for the meeting. We near we, death experiences we, many. We we're down there, like we saw, we saw an actual accident occur every day. Yep. Uh, yep. One every day, and then we saw how many near misses every single yep. day of just random wild stuff. And I'm like, Where? and how many police officers gave the <laughs> you know slammed their their hand to their forehead and shook I was their like, head? You got to be kidding me! And even on some of the interstate, it was just like one person's doing 35, one person's doing 95. It's just weird. It's just crazy. but you know what I mean. It, it, it let, let's attribute this properly. Uh, yeah. it, it's the longer we were there, the the more uh, we got used to it. Yeah. But it didn't make it right. Do you get what I'm trying <laughs> to say? So, to our people, our our friends that are traveling uh, uh, for work or for school, or going on a vacation, uh, I highly suggest that you talk to somebody in the area and ask them because, like Brian's quick four simple rules there might save you a day of of pounding Advil and bourbon yeah. like it's yeah. free. Okay. So speaking of bourbon. Bourbon. Jump to uh we'll go we'll go back to Texas here, but I also want to shout out to when we were in Philly, the city, the city of brotherly love. Uh great, great place. But we do have And to, sisterly love. Yeah. Remember, they just officially changed that title oh, they to, did? to Yeah, they said and now it's the city of sisterly love to account for everybody. I mean total transparency, which we love. Oh, okay. Okay. Involved well, in everybody, but let's get to the yeah, more important. No, no, shout out bourbon. to I want to read it. The Manitani Steelworks yes. um, have their little pop up shop down in the uh, train station and down downtown there in Philly. And we've got some live video feed and an interview and stuff. That yeah, we put up on the site, was, folks. That was that was fun. Uh, they they it was a cold day, and let's just say we were able to warm up in their little tasting room. The taste test <laughs> with the Nyquil thimble. That was of, of bourbon. That was no better way of drinking now. bourbon. Out of a plastic thimble, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I generally prefer straight from the bottle, but that place exactly. was awesome. So if anyone sees any man. Straight from someone else's bottle. Let's, let's be absolutely honest. <laughs> well, I don't want to pay for it. Yeah, look uh, up that sisterly love thing, folks. It sounds, it sounds like a good caper. Yeah. So that was, uh, we, and we had some other, uh, fun shenanigans, but I always like taking the lessons learned. And that one out of Dallas was, uh, interesting to say the least. What a fun like, town. Like, for example, if we're going to talk about Philly, which, which we both love Philly, absolutely love it. Uh, every single person that we quizzed in, in Philly with our street interviews said the same thing. They love Philly. They love the people. As a matter of fact, Brian, mass transit is alive and well in Philly. 
you couldn't walk uh, uh, very far at all without having some method of, of transport. But to a person, what, when we asked them about the gourmand, about the uh, uh, gastronomy of yeah. Philadelphia, we asked them about the food. They all give the same answer. What was the answer? Uh, well. <laughs> you know? I thought that was funny because you and I found a couple of really, really great places to eat. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that the locals on the ground weren't very pleased. They weren't impressed with it. Not but a bit. I, we, I thought we ate great out there. We got, mm -hmm. uh, we have our spot that we go to. We'll have to tell everyone about that sometime. Well, we both had the meat sweats leaving Dallas, folks. Oh, jeez. I, I, I am trying to watch my weight and not watch it grow. There was not a place that we went to. Like, as a matter of fact, when you sit down in some place, they bring you a glass of water. In Texas, they bring you a brisket. And while you're eating the brisket, they say, would you like some pork chops and sausage with your brisket? How much meat did we see? Yeah, we ate a lot of, lot of the, lot of the wow. meats down there. So good. Good stuff. That was wonderful. That was the one where I had the jalapeno cheese stuffed sausage, whatever. I'm like, hey, this, isn't, this meeting we have to go to this afternoon is not going to go well because this is what I'm having for lunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was no – the, the uh, jalapenos were your salad, your, your yeah. vegetable course, actually. Yeah, good stuff. Bad. Bad, 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 bad food choice for me. So meat sweats on the plane. The people around me thought that I was, uh, you know what I'm saying, Al or Joe Kaida, because yeah. I was sweating so much. They all were recoiling an or Al and Debbie Kaida of Al's yeah. Kaida's car service. Um, Who are in Arizona now, by the way. Thanks, so, Arizona. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, not surprising, actually. No, actually, everybody's more. But so, it takes one of those incidents yeah. to, to open your eyes so you think, hey, listen, looking down and in and looking up and out it's your responsibility folks it's gonna happen and you can play an integral role in your own safety or the safety of your community yeah exactly so one story greg i wanted to run uh -oh. past you here because it'll probably lead in we we see things like this all the time but this was um let me just let me just read it real quick uh sure. staff sergeant keith Kiefer or keffer i don't know how to pronounce it who was assigned to the 91st Missile Wing of Minot Air Force Base, uh, was found January 22nd in a ditch in Northern California, claiming he was kidnapped and that he could not recall his name. Hey, we <laughs> used that dodge before. This sounds like something's wrong with this story. It doesn't pass the smell test, Marin. Police have determined that he made up the incident in hopes he would be released from the military. So... Okay, so one. He's in the air. He was in the air force. Okay, so how hard things were were things on the base in Minot when you're in charge of missile watching or whatever? Yeah. Well, so, he's a staff. He's a staff sergeant. So in the Army or the Marine Corps, an Air Force staff sergeant with a corporal or a I don't know. I can't remember how that worked. I think it's an E five. Right now we're getting hate mail. We're yeah. joking, folks. We're yeah, joking. I think it's an E five. But service. no, it's it's that's the joke. And even the, I, I don't care if it's inter service rivalry. Rivalry. That's I'm what all it is. about it. You know, I was a Marine, so when you call me a cranny, look, I, you and I both I, I have wound up agree. in a ditch in California. <laughs> Who has both it? of us have. Both of us have. I, both of us have forgotten our names in many times our clothing. The chances but of neither me, of us did yeah, it. The for, chances for the, of chances of me waking up in a ditch in California not remembering anything is is as pretty high, uh, given any any weekend. So that that can happen to me at any point, right? No, but so. Uh, so what was his ulterior motive, Brian? Uh, he all it said, so it was, it's it's a new it's a newer story. So they developing. didn't get the full thing. Yeah, it, it just happened. They just found him. I think like literally a couple of days ago this occurred. So I wasn't able to do much follow up. But other than he told them that he couldn't recall his name, all this stuff, and you know they did this search, they posted it online, and then they found out he was an active duty Air Force. 
and he was out of Travis Air Force Base not long ago. And then that basically he just said, like, you know, he 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 was told them he was a victim of a kidnapping. And then they're kind of so like, this hey, this is, story this doesn't is, make he, sense. But he was just trying to get out of the military. <laughs> That's what they're saying is that he was doing it to get out of the military. The, the PD there handed him over to the uh, back to the Air Force. So. so this is the Johnny Walker Lind uh, 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 excuse. Yeah. Where you're caught with a bunch of Al Qaeda in a basement after a firefight in Afghanistan and you go, oh, me? I, yeah. No, I was just stopping. To, I wasn't free to leave. I wanted to go. But what horse crap? Well, yeah. hopefully they'll prosecute and persecute him and then kick him out. You know what I always think of in situations like this, Brian, is the man hours in the emergency service and law enforcement professionals that are needlessly tying up everything that they need to right. be. You get what I'm trying to say on one of these. And this kid, what a what a poor execution of a critical thinking you know yeah. i mean just bad so we've seen that before actually in california too as well i remember a case we were following about a year and a half ago to something similar where someone was found and it was kind of like wait a minute what happened you got kidnapped this story isn't put put together so in his case it was a i would say a fairly low level of organization so he didn't sure. have a good now didn't you have remember a good on the other going. caper yeah. on the other caper there was a spiral that, hey, listen, this was true, and there was a certain band of just horrible kidnappers yeah. that went out there. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And the reason that the story on that one didn't pass the smell test is the criminals were terrible. And so even the cops were going, look, what kind of idiot would do these type of things? And the lady was going, you haven't met them, but they're out there, right? So what, 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 what's interesting, Brian, there's a, there's a uh, psychological malady, uh, uh, mental illness, that's called Munchausen by proxy. And there's people that uh, have uh, care over others, whether it's a child or a, a kid, uh, a baby, uh, uh, an old person, and they're supposed to be in charge of that person's care. And what happens is they're uh, inadvertently uh, uh, poisoning that person or injuring that person over and over and over to continue that level of care. And it's kind of a weird thing. So inside their mind, they think that they're the hero in this situation that they're actually doing something that's very good. And what's, what's happening is they're harming or in some circumstances killing a person. So you got to look through a lens. And if there was a lens that had a number of choices on it, you'd have Munchausen. That's one uh, uh, possible angle. Okay. You'd have another angle where I'm sure you've heard of the, the coppers that uh, have shot themselves uh, before on the line of duty. And then there's this big protracted investigation. Then he found out, Hey, wait a minute. He, he shot himself. And then you have, pardon me, <coughs> getting over this uh, Mahanga. Thank you. Donald. Yeah, the coronavirus. Uh, yeah. I, I, I had the corona and the Lyme and the virus. Uh, Brian, why do why do they put Lyme in a corona? Because otherwise, it tastes like corona. There we go. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, You're welcome. I didn't know you just heard that. It was the first time you heard that. Was this? I never heard that. So, uh, but then the the final one, Brian, in this in this little triangle of of uh, hate, death, and fear that we're talking about today would be situations like this where a person claims uh, to be kidnapped to throw sometimes off a scent uh, of something else that they're doing or to gain attention uh, and notoriety for something when, when, it's, when it's all a lie. So there's a couple of those there. And you probably heard the fringes, like um, those people that ask for a GoFundMe type uh, thing. Yeah. So the kid that has cancer, but there's no such kid and no cancer. Yeah. Or the, and these are human dilemmas that we encounter. So, yeah. And you get it. 
so go into, you know, and we don't get too far into, hey, that's this psychological principle or that's okay. that psychological principle because there's a lot of them. And I don't want to, we don't ever want to say, hey, that's just Needlessly one way perfect. to look at, or, or that's yeah. one way to look at things oh, yeah. at a user end level. You need to take this into account. Now, if you're a clinical psychologist or that's your milieu, that's your area of study, then yeah, you're, you're already catching know, on. You're, you're already going to know all these things. Yeah. So what are those takeaways? What do you see? Because you do see this a lot. So playing the, uh, you know, playing almost like the, the victim or the hero right? Hey, I was victimized by this and you, you get, and I think there, there can be a, again, these, these all go into little spirals. So you mentioned the, like a version of a cop shooting themselves and then saying yep. something else happened. I, um, I know someone who accidentally shot themselves on a deployment and they were messing around with their, their sidearm. And then, uh, it was obvious to everyone there. We all knew sent him away for help, but obviously it's at a time where just cause you got shot doesn't mean you ain't coming back to the battlefield. Right, buddy. Exactly. So he got sent back and someone uh, had actually from our unit had seen him and said, Hey, what, what happened? And he said, Oh yeah, I got hit with an AK round during a firefight and I'm headed back. Okay. In. So there's and the then, problem. But, but then here's, but here's what, and then slowly as they are both traveling to the same place, he's going, uh Oh. And so he walked in and said, Hey, I heard so-and-so got shot. And he was like, what? No, he shot himself on post. And it was like, oh, okay, but why did he say that? So that in that situation, he's why he was embarrassed and didn't want to tell the story of what actually happened. He didn't go right. out afterwards and say, hey, I'm a hero or something happened. He never so, did that. So that's right? a continuum you have to build for, right. for our audience. You have to say at the left side of it is here, his fear of being found out and his embarrassment uh, because it was a crappy situation is at one end of the spectrum. Let's go just a little on and turn the dial a little bit up on that. I was at a bar called Wooly Bullies in Detroit. Don't even know if it exists anymore. A long time ago. And it was <laughs> kind of one of those. Uh, oh, yeah. It was one of those uh, <laughs> uh, bars where about a third of the patrons just have to be cops because it met at a jurisdiction where a lot of cops would stop in. And it's not a car uh, cop uh, bar cliche like you see these Hollywood writers happen. It just happened a lot of the people in the bar happen to be coppers. So there was this cat that I met, and uh, he was just wowing the, the females at, at his table. And he actually pulled up his shirt and he showed the gunshot wound. He goes, yeah, I got shot. He had a very distinctive way of talking. I'm not going to get too close on this one because they're probably still alive somewhere. And uh, what happened, the backstory on this caper was uh, that he had taken his nine uh, millimeter Smith and Wesson. And uh, when you go into the bathroom, you know where you hang your coat rack for yeah, whatever reason, he hung his nine milli yeah. okay. on that coat rack hook. So he sat down, moves up his vest because he's going to, you know, do the uh, shout out to Cleveland. Yeah. And as he's sitting there, for whatever reason, he moves or changes position and his gat falls and it lands on the hammer. And you remember the uh, Smith & Wesson, you know, uh, even uh, with the safety hands, got that big hammer that comes way back over, and yeah. then it goes forward. So it uh, discharges, uh, skids across the floor, shoots himself right next to dispatch. So dispatch runs in and goes, oh, my God, it's an attempt suicide. Yeah. And everybody does the investigation, including him, and says, wait, it was an accident. Look, uh because it's a nine mil, because it was fired out of a pistol and because it was at that range and nothing was restraining it, uh, the uh, internal ballistics were in its favor, went through, didn't cream anything. He's on the road a couple of weeks later with these huge scar tissue things, but, but he's okay. So now he did what your buddy did, yeah? But he changed it because he was using nefarious needs. He was actually trying to, to role play, hey, look at the here I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a cop, I was shot on the street. If you're doing something to gain an advantage like that, I think it's fraudulent, and I think there's uh, it's, it's worse than that stolen valor stuff, right? Your buddy just trying to get out of a bad situation, but again, if you got a free meal or a cup of coffee out of it or, or you know, uh, proverbially 
you know, met somebody, if you know what I'm saying, then I think it's wrong, Brian. Well, that goes back into um, the intent of, of doing it. Like Precisely. you have people at a, at a bar saying things to sound cool to impress a girl, you know, oh yeah, I was in this unit or went to this training or I'm a so-and-so or I'm a this, and then they're not because they're just trying to impress someone which is different than the person going out with wearing a uniform with all that stuff on them saying I was in this unit or went to this school and they, they didn't or weren't in the military at all yes. two yep. two completely different, you know, those right. behaviors, so intent, the behaviors are the same, yes. but the intent is different. Right. Yeah, so the, I totally agree. So, so I, I, and it's important to understand that because it's like, you know, we sometimes overreact. Well, how could you say that you weren't there in that time? It's like, look, man, I'm trying to impress this chick so I can take her out on a date. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to get, right, like, right, right. I'm not trying to get. So it's, it's, it's funny how, how people do that sometimes, but to go to the level of, all right, Hey, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to fake my own kidnapping. No, no, no. And, and so, and so let's, let's go to that. So let's, like, yeah. let's stay on that uh, uh, wavelength for a minute and let's talk about uh, Sarge. And, and I know his name was Joe and I, I have folks are going to have to do your homework on this one. Look up Illinois, uh, probably 2015 mid to, to late summer. And I think his name was like Joe Galinowitz or uh, Sergeant Joe. Uh, and they called him Sarge on the street. So all of a sudden, uh, worst call on the radio, you know, hey, dispatch, shots fired. You can imagine everybody tensing up during that, whether you're a cop or a soldier or a private citizen, you know enough about the context of that call. Uh, three suspects, I'm at the old cement foundry. I'm chasing him now. Woo, woo, they hear the sirens, and all of a sudden he yells again, shots fired. Hey, officer down. He, being the officer, coppers from every agent, I think it was 400 people responded to this incident from all these different agencies and they found him dead. So here he is <clears throat> behind the cement foundry and check my facts, folks, I'm close. Um, dead from multiple gunshot wounds. Long story short, they were self-inflicted and the event never happened. Long protracted investigation in every facet of his life. He was about to get indicted. He was about to get caught on these things that he did. They had seized his bank accounts. There was uh, uh, illegal and, and suspected illegal activity and all these facets. And folks, when I say nefarious, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there was, you know, this wasn't a good guy. There was bad things that were going on. And he knew he was going to check out early. But what he decided to do is go out like a hero. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So his last memories of him uh, to, to the news media and to his uh, supervisors would be like, oh, man, Joe go, went, went down like a hero. When in fact, what he did, again, is needlessly, like, you got to understand, when a copper's been shot, some civilians and some coppers are going to be at risk. One, copper's driving way too fast to try right. to get the officer You're, down. Yeah. They might run an intersection and hurt or kill somebody. They might be stopping you, and you move to the wrong direction at the wrong time, and they think, wow, this is the suspect. It was a sham. It was a lie. So when we go to this kidnapping kid, he would be less than Sergeant Joe. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Be high up on that, you're an ass uh, 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 stage, and it would be well past those guys that that got shot and played it off. But I think your assessment about the intent is hugely important here. What are you covering up? What are you What are you trying to sell me? What's What's your goal here? Well, yeah, and and that comes down to to all of these, and that's how I I would say regulate a response to it, right? So it's like, all right, well, what is this person intending to actually do? Are yep. you intending to get a free beer at a bar 
or are you intending to yeah, but money? You, you or know me, something? I think that's still wrong. No, no, no. But it's, you're saying it's gra grades of wrong. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, it's just like at any degree sure, of, sure, of, of any crime, right? It's, yep. it's what what is their actual intent behind this? It's like, Precisely. hey, man, I'm trying to impress a chick. Okay, you're an ass, but you don't need to go to jail. But you're not a right? criminal. Yeah, yeah, you're just okay. a jackass, right? And that there's plenty of jackasses out there. So, so it's just, and I think that's a good way to, to look at some of these. So you got this guy who he's trying to get out of the Air Force. Um, I don't know why you'd try to get out of that. I think I tried to get in and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> I tried to change my service over to them and they said no. So, so we've got, hey, we've got to, to our Air Force fans out there. It's just We're joking. service rivalry. We I'm, I'm sitting At least here. you're not in the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, as you I'm, got that going for as it. As I'm typing with my fists and headbutting my computer to turn it on, like you've made the right decision on going into the Air Force. Dude. When we went no. to Hawaii and we went to Bellows and they had a bowling alley and uh, bars and, and people were on the beach and I go, what's that? And they go, that's the Air Force. I was like, oh, I got screwed. I made every wrong decision. So, so, so anyway, but, but to, to raise to that level, it's like, so now his intent is to do this. And it's like, what are the ramifications of this? Like you just said, there's obviously now the law enforcement has to get involved and the community has to get involved and resources are allocated to someone who didn't so that's to me now that's that's a much higher level of crime because precisely look at what you caused here's the second and third order effects that same thing now what if they're following up on someone gives a tip that they think is correct and now like you said that initiates a pursuit that has nothing to do with this and then someone gets killed in that yes. pursuit it, 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 like the, vicariously, this, is, it, it, this is what happens cause. yep yep yeah it's that vicarious liability so, so here's my thing person. okay I, I have a hard time with the term hero because we tend to misapply heroes sometimes, yeah, but I, I don't know. It gets used a little fast and loose. Uh, fast and loose. I'll agree with you. So, or what do you idea, call it? Loosey goosey? Loosey goosey is Brian's favorite <laughs> term. not my I, term. There's not a day that goes by that he doesn't say loosey goosey. <laughs> Never so said that like, in my life except right now. <laughs> You're killing me. Stop. <laughs> so, anytime that somebody would have you think that heroism is voluntary and intentional, I think therein lies the rub. And what I mean by that, Brian, is most acts of heroism that you and I have witnessed or, or been involved in in any manner, nobody said, hey, this is my chance to be a hero. Nobody stepped forward and said, now right. I shall show you, demonstrate yeah. heroism. What happened is the situation evolved, and that person they made stepped a in. Yeah, and they, they, made a, they made a choice, but it was a, 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 a choice on helping their buddy, helping right. somebody. Not a choice on, hey, I'm going to have my my marble or granite, right? You know, name up on a wall somewhere. That's horse crap, I think. Yeah, and so so this this gets into a number of different cases, right? Like, because you sent me the one on uh, on uh, the fire investigators, right, out on the East Coast, and you see that all, a lot of times. We even we've even used the example of the um, uh, forensic examiner. I forget his name. Doesn't matter. Bald guy who yep, yep, yep. are planting evidence to show his techniques work. Yep. Yeah, hey, and you could just tell from the video we picked out that's deception indicator after deception indicator when he was on that 60-minute show or dateline. Well, before he got caught. Before yep. he got caught. And, uh, but that's the thing. So, so why let's, let's get into that because these are all different. So here's, here's these, the these all, I feel like these are all different um, examples of an overarching theme. You, so you, what is that overarching so, theme? So here we have a Faberge egg, and you're looking in one hole. I've turned it. I'm looking in another hole. So the egg, the surface, the, the ball – is comprised of all these different things, just like, again, looking at all the stars in the sky. And each one of these creates a separate constellation that we can dive into. So 
a uh, while ago. And again, uh, I was, I was, I, I don't want to get so specific. Uh, these people are still alive too. There was a big fire thing where all the fire investigators came to, and we had recently had a fire up in a place called uh, Mountain Star. And uh, it was a million dollars to get a property in Mountain Star to build on it another, you know, 10 or 15 million. So it was an investment of tens of millions of dollars to place at a private theater, uh, wine, uh, whatever they call a wine thing where they store wine. We, we call it a liquor store in Detroit, but yeah, a cellar, a wine cellar. <laughs> exactly. Pardon me. And uh, inside the house, in addition to the theater, they had two uh, single bowling alleys oh, where there you go. two bowling things. Yeah. And, inside pool and an outside pool and you could go to each and then it had a fountain uh that started outside as a stream went through and under the house and then went out the other Jesus. wall so they, they, they had a pool no and offense. a pond a pool and a pond and i was invited to neither <laughs> uh so guy was also a shooter so so we couldn't even get close to the place because his ammo was cooking off and folks ammo will cook off and it's not the same as being shot out of a gun yeah. but it doesn't know it's not it being shot out of a yeah. gun <laughs> And it can clip you good. It can go so, anywhere. Uh, yeah. There's, a, there's, there's no barrel for it to direct to. Precisely. So it's chaos. So it, it, yeah. the external ballistics and the terminal it's ballistics aren't different. exactly the same, yeah. but it'll still kill you. Yeah. So we stay away, and then we go in there, and then this guy comes down from the state, that uh, from CBI, and uh, he comes down, and he's walking around, and he's showing me this stuff and talking about the alligatoring and the scaling and stuff. And I come with, with this idea that this guy's way too smart on this. How does he know? How, I mean, you know, he's taking stuff in a paint can and all this stuff. So I asked for his credentials, and the thing was, he was uh, self-taught, and I'm not discounting self-taught people because there's a lot of great experts out there. Yeah. But I said, is there like a body where people go to get training? He goes, yeah, there's this place. So I start following up on his place. I figure I'm going to get a little educated so I know what the BS sounds like on a, yeah. on a scene, specifically this one where a lot is hanging in balance. So we all go to this course. So one of the guest speakers at the course is a genius. He goes to a course in Nevada, again, a genius. He goes to a course in California, and I'm following all this stuff. And I'm going, this is amazing. So as I'm following it, I'm not the only one following it. The feds are following it too, because every city where this guy has this round table and people come in at the, yep. you know, the Hilton convention center, there were these major fires and they were all started the same way. And I don't want to give a TTP a uh, tactic technique or procedure, but it was these three simple items that were put together in these stores as he was in the store that were very simple and burn up completely and, and leave very little evidence behind. But what it became, remember, it became his unique little snowflake. It became his signature, his fingerprint. And the other part of it was he would show up and say, hey, listen, I'm a fire investigator. Let me help you Jeez. with the scene. So his uh, need, and, and psychologists call this drive theory. So if you want to dig deep, uh, folks that are listening, folks that are watching, pardon me, please look up drive theory. And this is the first time that you'll ever hear me say, motive is as important as intent. It's almost never important, but you, you have to remember when you're studying a crime like this, the motivation is the feeling that the yeah. person gets the catecholamine dump, the dopamine dump of being the hero in this situation. Even if he has to create the situation and even if lives are endangered or lost, I feel so poorly about who I am instead of me cutting because I cut so I can control it. You get yeah, what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, so, so I feel in control. They only feel in control if they're, uh, you know, uh, little goat, lonely goat herd. They're, they're marionette. They're pulling the strings of okay. the life around them, right? So uh, I can't do uh, the fire scene. I'm afraid to go to the fire scene 
but I'm an arsonist at heart. I'm fascinated by it. And so I get into that line of work. Uh, Brian, would you be surprised that uh, if you look up all the serial killers that ever existed on the face of the planet, almost all of them went to a mortuary and worked uh, part-time even for free because they were fascinated with deceased person. Almost everyone to a person went and did police ride-alongs and became part of some a police program. Did. Why? Yeah. Because it's a satellite. You're close to that. It's a moth to a flame. And it titillates you. It, it scintillates you and gives you that excitement. Right. Uh, and when you can't get the excitement that you crave from just watching a fire, Brian, you create the fire. So, so that's another angle. That's like on the other side of the universe, but in the same span of that universe as your kid that winds up in a ditch. He just doesn't have a well-thought-out plan and says, hey, I'm the smartest guy in the room. But exactly what the arsonist said, exactly what the serial killer said, and, and you people, you, you, you know, I'm thinking back to Elliot Roger. You remember looking at everybody and saying, you simple idiots, you'll never be able to catch me and, and be on my wavelength. Well, who else did that? Other oh, kids from Columbine, Klebold yeah, and Harry. They, they think this, that there's a joke. Perfect yeah. example. So we could go right down a list of all these guys and all these ladies that said, I'm smarter than the average bear. You don't understand, so I have to create the uh, incidents that occur in my universe. How clever is Sergeant Joe from Illinois uh, to say that, hey, all eyes on me, uh, uh, shout out to Tupac, uh, uh, that all of a sudden he's worried. Do you get what I'm saying? That he's going to be found out. So he spends weeks planning his own suicide like this going out in a blaze of glory. That's mental illness 101. That's the most basic uh, damaged, fractured human spirit. Okay, and, and that's a... Uh a good way to look at it because I know, and this is, so there's all these different theories and, or ways to explain it. Right. So like you sure. talked about drive theory and Munchausen syndrome and all these different psychological yep. principles, which are all great. And they're used to articulate something, but the idea is you don't, you don't always see that. It's like, I always people use the term, uh, psychopath or sociopath all the time. Like it's another one. Oh, Just he's like a hero. He's right? a, he's a, he's a, to, he's a, he's a psychopath. It's like, well, right. first of all, um, maybe, uh, are you a clinical psychologist that has administered the test for that, where it's a 20 or 21 question test and you rated it zero, one or two, like, and you saw his score? No. Okay. So stop. You might right. have some traits that, that are, that are similar to that, but that in itself doesn't mean anything. Maybe like we, there's, no, they've watched silence of the lambs twice on, uh, doesn't mean, Netflix. You get what doesn't mean they're a criminal even, uh, but, no. and then there's a, a lot of it comes down to people there's lack of empathy there's narcissism there's all, all that stuff and i people kind of which, throw it which around each are a bias right yeah each one of those are a bias and lead to fractures or scar tissue and sometimes when you like them you exploit them and that's the difference between you and i and yeah. one of them hey our current president could be could be uh classified as a a psychopath or, or a, a narcissist or, or a narcissist. Yeah, but it's so but, good but, half the other presidents and then you like, you've got yeah. every president that's ever served yeah. and half the idiots that are running for president. So yeah. don't sit there and think that that's a blanket statement that somehow no. uh, gives it, you a uh, structure. To, to it, it, you shouldn't look at it as like a, all right, Hey, this person's a bad person. It's just, no, this is how I understand what they're doing and how their Precisely. mind works. A how, little bit. how do I unravel? Yeah. And if you're using it for that, then, then absolutely. Cause we all have it. So that's why I like it when we, take take our general term of like hey it's a broken human being you don't yeah. need to know any of that stuff to understand right do because I, I don't need to know all of those different theories you brought up or different explanations Never to have know to, read a book. to to i to identify someone right so how do i identify right. that person who's like hey this guy's full of crap versus the guy who 
no, he seriously got kidnapped. And there, I mean, so there's indicators, like they said, like in that specific example of like, Hey, like this guy's too clean, you know, this yeah, isn't yeah. matching up the timeline. But so right. before that, that at bang incident of it occurred, how, how do I know who's going to likely do that? Right. How can I tell who's that Sergeant Joe that's going to, that's going to actually create that situation versus the guy who's, who's maybe just a broken human being, but they're never going to create right. that situation. So fractures appear long before the total break with reality. And if you look at anybody's, like, for example, you're somebody listening right now and saying, yeah, but who would do that? What do you think HR is for? Do you get what I'm trying to say? What do you think your interview process is for? I'll give you a very simple one, Brian. Uh, uh, Shelly and I ran the, the Powderhorn Ranch. We owned it and loved it for, for you know, 13 years and, and uh, uh, never thought of ever leaving that. But then Iraq, Afghanistan, you bastards. Uh, but the idea was that we had to each year go through probably 200 resumes for 35 open positions and we we're very selective if you wanted to pass the gating mechanism and your uh, uh email address was at uh look at the bulge in my pants.com or something <laughs> like that you were done Do you yeah get what i'm trying to say I gotcha. weinstein need not apply epstein yeah. uh, uh need not apply the idea was that that kind of foul-mouthed uh uh infantile you get what i'm trying to say that this, this it was just no reason for that stuff. And then uh, uh, I could sense that a person like that is maybe acting out. So most people want their say and not their way. But that would be a symptom of the type of person we're talking about. Uh, the next thing is uh, a social profile. I know nothing of them. So I will, uh, 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 you know, secede to, uh, out of the argument and recuse myself from it. But social media allows me to hide but to send, to transmit information with no fear of repercussion. What are you, you going to do? Call me an idiot? You're going to send back? So I can feel hate and spite and terror and just all this stuff in it. That's another symptom. So now my stage name, let's call it, whatever that is, and now I have social media posts, or you call it uh, when we're teaching, the wall, and people hang that up and mm -hmm. create a profile. So I would say then look at that. And then somebody listening going, oh, it's like lettered T-shirts. They mean nothing. They mean Except nothing unless you walk do. into yeah. Columbine uh, wearing yeah. them, wearing a trench coat. The, and yeah. and you, you see what I'm saying? So what you have to do is you have to, for example, never put a round peg in a square hole and never rush to an unreasonable conclusion. Two of the best bits of advice I can give anybody listening. <laughs> but, <coughs> pardon me, but uh, the Mahanga. But you have a situation here where what a person says and their actions, for example, incongruent actions. This kid was kidnapped. What in God's name did this young Air Force sergeant possess? Do you understand what I'm trying to Where say? Where he would be kidnapped. That he could have traded yeah. for it. So how many times did we have to go, when we were doing insider threat training, Brian, and we were deployed to Afghanistan, and we were going into groups, and somebody would always come up and go, well, my biggest fear is whatever. And it's like you had to tell them, hey, no harm, no foul, retro. But, but you're unlikely in your position at your assignment right now to be targeted. So you have to be paying attention. But all that anxiety that you're bringing, you're bringing it on yourself. Now, these guys that are in this situation are much more in danger, and they're not even answering the phone. So what you have to do is you have to, you have to sort of line those things up. So you have to have the, 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 the contextual, uh, uh, and then you have to measure it against the baseline. And, and for example, the, the signals, uh, uh, anybody that's telling you too much information is a con man. Con comes from the term confidence. And when I say man, I mean man, woman, I don't care how you identify, whatever it is, a person that has verbal diarrhea is lying to you. 
because Brian, if you go into great detail and I ask you, well, you're not a good thing because of, of your lifestyle choices and, and your uh, alcohol induced blackouts. But if I asked a normal human, uh, by the way, and I said, Hey, what, what did you have for lunch last Tuesday? They would have to think about it. And then they wouldn't come to you and go last Tuesday. I had the most awe-inspiring chicken salad sandwich that was from this little bodega that was not, not even writers do that. Right. Anyway, didn't do that. But listen, when you hear somebody trying to say something and they go, and another thing, and then Tommy and Billy was there. And then you asked Jimmy and I swear to God, if I yeah. hear those sentences, when I'm right. talking to anybody, all lie indicators, you get what I'm trying to say. Now you're saying, well, some people say, I swear to God. Yeah, but not in that context. So the relevance of the location within which they're making those statements means a lot to me too. All right. So you talked about incongruent signals is a big one, right? So we yeah, use yeah. that term is, do, does it, do, is what's coming out of my mouth matching what's going on in my body with the story, with the context, with the relevance, yep. with the baseline, right? But, is, but is remember, that life is simple. Life is simple. And it's, it's a metrics of uh, repeat behaviors, right? Human behavior, pattern, recognition, and analysis. So all of a sudden you've got a guy kidnapped. Well, kidnapping is a life felony. So it's like the biggest thing in the world. It's like yeah. uh, seeing a nuclear bomb on the horizon. It changes everything. And all of a sudden this kid, this kid, and they dumped him in a ditch. Okay, so that's incongruent, and it's well outside of the scope. Second thing is, look for simple stuff. Right. Your life is simple. When you would answer, it would be simple. Uh, if you asked me, where, you know, where, were I, where was I uh, last Tuesday at 8 o'clock, i go, F, I don't know. Do you get what I'm trying to yeah. say? I'd have to check my calendar. So then the other thing is, there is no bald guy with the white cat that's, that's, that's uh, petting the cat. So this convoluted plan where there's a whole bunch of pieces that are going, you know, Nicolas Cage with the uh, red wire, blue wire, and the bomb on top of the thing. You remember he was the master uh, blaster and the other guy face off. It was chasing him. It's all horse crap. That's John Woo. And that's wonderful to watch if you got a couple hours to waste. That's not how life works. But I would ask you to take a look at access. The people that perpetrate the types of things that you're talking about, for example, with the arson, uh, the person that's shooting themselves, the person that's trying to ingratiate themselves into a situation to pull a con. They require access and access gives them the power that they need. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So being able to operate behind the velvet ropes, being able to skate out there on the thin ice. Uh, 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 remember Abignail, uh, the guy that uh, 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 posed as a, you know, an airline he, pilot one week. In a, in and a, then he was you know, robbing all the banks. Or, he was fake yeah, checks yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you honestly think that his drive theory, if we want to go down that, uh, had to do with monetary gain. Do you think his motivation was was that hey he wanted to make more money? Was that his intent? No, his intent no, was there's he, a need that's deep inside yeah. of me that can only be filled by me exploiting these folks and going I'm smarter than you. And that was Elliot Roger, except Elliot Roger said, hey listen, no women look at me, so I'm going to make you pay for the rest of your lives uh, the way you humiliated me. So it's different sides of that same coin. It's only a very little, a very thin membrane that separates a guy like Abigail from a guy like John Wayne Gacy. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. And, and uh, that goes uh, back into, you, you know, you brought in a, a couple things, but like the too much information, right? Cause I'm talking about the signals to pick up on yep. or, you, the, or we call it like diarrhea of the mouth. So that's, I would like to, I'll use stick with the analogy of the uh, guy at a bar trying to impress a chick telling him he was like a green beret or seal or whatever. And he wasn't, but he was like still in the military and did some cool stuff, but wasn't, didn't do one of those things. Right. So 
there's that level where he's not he's not giving too much information versus the stolen Balor guy who's doing what? He's got a way whole, too much information. Like, way, so much stuff going on there that people go, wait a minute, you couldn't possibly have done that or that exactly. doesn't make sense. George Patton didn't do that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, so and, and, the likelihood that you did are, are, you know, and those people are well known too, Brian. So when, when you wonder how Abagnale, for example, buffaloed his way through this, listen, I'll guarantee you what he didn't do. I'll guarantee you he didn't go, hey, I'm a pilot. Look at me because I've spent a lot of hours in this and my first few hours were in the satellite. No, yeah, yeah. But then I moved up to that. That's instantly suspicious. You start playing that game and right away, well, I'll give you an example. Do you remember the uh, hotel dodge? Hey, listen. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm locked out of my room and my key card doesn't work. And my friends, uh, they already left. They went on to the next hotel. But I want to extend their hotel room for a couple of days. And they said, it's fine. Just put it on their credit card. Um, and, uh, you know, would you mind cashing a two yeah. person out of state, you know, out of state yeah. uh, check with no ID? The idea is the more absurd it sounds. I, like Germans had a thing during World War II and, and, and Hermann Goering was high on its scale with this. Said the big lie. He said, if you're going to lie, make it the biggest lie that you've got and repeat it over and over and people will believe it. Well, he had the wasa. He had the political uh, aspirations and the machine and the constant barrage of information and the people that wanted to believe he had all that, that perfect storm. You see what I'm saying? But a con person, a con man doesn't have that. So they have to invent it. And the way they do that is with access, finding that common goal. So here I'm going to bombard you with all this needless information, hoping that the one thing sticks and the whole time I'm waving that room key that's in front of you. And a savvy person behind the desk is going to go, no, who are you? What room is this? I'm locking you out immediately. But guess what? Nobody wants to be wrong. You have an ego system, and all humans have a fragile ego system. So all I've got to do is be convincing enough and make it sound like you've got to do one extra work, and we're all lazy and we don't want to do that. Or two, I might get in trouble. You get what I'm trying to say? Well, this is a, that's why a lot of cons involve anger, fast talking and anger. And I swear to God, I stay at this hotel all the time, and this is going to, right? That, that's things that you shouldn't see, and those are incongruent too. You should be penitent. You're angry. You should be saying, I need help, and you're directing the coppers. Boy, you better be looking here and there. Those are all things. That guy in Denver, remember when we broke down that video? He kills his wife, and every signal was, yeah, I hope she comes home soon. Yeah, it was all incongruent. Everything was incongruent. And and, and you cannot hold a lie together. It will not last long. You're going to start creating new, nuanced stories. That's why a cop wants to pin you down to a story. And I would say, Brian, the simpler the better. You lie or you uh, tell me a story two different ways, and then the third way you start changing stuff, I know it's a lie. I, I don't need more information. It's likely that you're trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Right, and and that's uh, that that goes into pretty much everything you kind of you, you brought up with the incongruent actions, too much information, um, you know, quick to anger, people on transmit all the time, and how to pick up on someone who's likely going to do this, so you know, all right. I mean, you go back to all these different examples. Is who's the guy? Like it, you know, like you talk about the the, the police sergeant who made up the whole pursuit thing. Yep. It was so extravagant and so. Yeah crazy where he and could have come up with something and we're in so a much town simpler. of 11,000 people in Illinois where that type of stuff has never happened before. And this was a real incident. That's why they had 400 people. So it starts not passing the smell test. And for, for savvy investigators that are, that are listening, Brian, listen, um, if you're, and, and again, I'm not giving away a TTP. If you're in the interview room and they're processing the crime scene and your wife or significant other, your kid is dead. Give me an example. Uh, uh, a kid, two or four-year-old, uh, died from a gunshot wound just uh, within 48 hours of, of this broadcast. And 
the guy said it was an armed home invasion. They, they broke into his house and they shot his kid. Jeez. Why? Because just like your guy that accidentally shot himself in mm -hmm. uh, Afghanistan or Iraq, he couldn't face, oh my God, I killed my own kid because I left my gun out. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. My kid shot himself. So I have to come up with an elaborate hoax, a story. Folks, one, tell the truth right away. Second, if you're in that interview room, the first thing that a rational person would do is what's the condition of my wife or significant other? Where are they right now? I want to see them. That's logical. Bad guys don't do that because they want to try to take you in different directions, right? right? The other thing is, if you came up and said, hey, look, uh, it's looking a lot like you killed your significant other. I'm coming, I'm coming unglued. I'll be across that table. We'll be, are you saying I murdered my wife? But that's not what you see. You say, oh, no, uh, me, murder my wife. Listen, it's not a stage play, but the folks in their own mind think that it is. So they're trying to juggle a lot of balls, Brian, and the more balls that they're trying to keep in the air, that's where the fractures are. And it's right back in a circle, the Mobius loop, to where we are before. Fragile ecosystems, cracks start to form. Watch for the patterns. That person is going to continue until either they fix those cracks, right? They go and right. get help, or somebody gives them help by perhaps even arresting them, or they're going to go till it's a full-on stress fracture, and they have a break with reality, and well, they hurt somebody. And this is, themselves. you remember the... Uh, uh, Jesse's Smollett, Smollett uh, yeah. yep. case and where the actor in Chicago, yep. it was just as soon as that story came out, we were both going like, are it was you the greatest stage play each other? I like, paid did to you see, see that? that? Like, this is complete and total. But it was before BS. The, the full story broke. Even the initials that came in, Brian and Shelly and I were all two, going, 2 a.m. That's going to be true. It Sean was, like, it was yeah. like December or something or January yeah. in Chicago, right on the river, down in this yep. walkway. I've been down there like in the summer. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. You don't go down there, especially at 2 a.m. Uh, but then there was a the soliloquy. Winter. Do you remember that? There was a dialogue, and it was like, uh, uh, zoom in. Okay. Uh, first actor says, hey, you with the blue coat, you know, yeah. I really hate blue. That's not how events uh, unfold. It's, it's rarely he like he's yeah they put a noose around my neck and yep. then he walked yep. in like look at what just happened to me with it still around who his has neck. a noose okay if you have a noose if you have a noose <laughs> okay. go to the local police department and just turn yourself in <laughs> just say i am a complete asshole i've had a break with reality who has a noose you know what i'm saying yeah that, and it just out of character. all that stuff was just and the location really... that he was in oh, those yeah. guys that he described wouldn't have lasted 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> the locals would have gone, no, 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 not in my NIMBY, no. not in my backyard, right? Yeah. So uh, that's, that's a perfect example. It's you, too you, much information. It, it, right. And, and so meaning, and the reason why I'm trying to bring up as many examples as possible is sure. to go down the continuum of where these things land, right? And, and what someone's great, is great way is, is, you know, we don't ever really talk about motive and motivation a lot because it's, it's unnecessary to don't need it to solve a crime or understand no. uh, a situation it's just you got to worry about the intent because if you go with their motive then that opens pandora's box into well it's about religion and, it's about and there's experts culture. on both sides it's, that are getting a, paid to testify it, the it, same argument but but yeah but then you can go down and say like well that's a socioeconomic issue that's a psychological issue yep. that's about religion and that religion's it's like well wait a minute just just deal with the person the behavior of the person like they're right they're an ass they're and, and you understand being. You understand yeah. that, that when I talk about motive, I talk about the four Fs. So the rare times that I say motive, what I'm talking about, the motivation is one of these four Fs. And somebody says, well, money isn't part of your four Fs. Okay, well, fornicate, fornicate is. is and yeah. fornicate is much easier when you got the money. You yeah. get what I'm trying to say? Uh, uh, nobody looked at me. I wasn't that kid. I never went to my high school prom, okay? 
But I guarantee you, if I would have been like that guy in the Simpsons, you know, that one guy that, that gets real rich, Disco Stew or whatever his name oh, is, God. and he's got the helicopters and the rhinestones and stuff, I, I would have had a date. And you're saying, well, people aren't that simple. People are. It is. Yeah. I don't know about where you live, pal, but if you got a lot of money, hey, you, people say, oh, you got a lot of problems with money. Yeah, and you got a, a lot of good times, too. You have an awful lot of yeah, great and, and that's definitely that's what a it, motive, and that's right. always under the simplest, most basic motivation. But money, sex, do you get what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, well, then it fall, it still falls back to that, to, to the four Fs for survival. It's, hey, if yeah, I'm so, in his, his case exactly with right. the actor, but, like, I need but, more attention before my career and for survival. Smaller, and to, right? Yeah. But flip the script on Air Force guy. Yeah. So if, if you know that the most basic motivations are money or sex or, or power, look at Air Force guy. Which one of those was missing? All of them were missing. All right. of them were missing because this isn't the guy. And so you're here again, we're rushing to an unreasonable conclusion. And he thinks that, hey, a compelling story is going to be enough. Now, artifacts and evidence form reasonable conclusions. And if you don't have transfer evidence, uh, the copper saying that he wasn't dirty enough, that's a form of transfer evidence. He would have been beat up, drugged, thrown in a ditch, right? Well, when a person tries to injure themselves, and I don't mean a suicidal intent yeah, or but just ideation or fascination, it, it, but they, they don't do it. Like, try to punch, punch yourself in the face. Your own brain gonna, says not no, to. No, yeah. Even if you're really, really, really drunk, you're likely not to do that, right? So what he was doing is he was trying to portray the role. And again, just like Smollett, that's an actor. And actors are always going to be found out. It, it's just not going to pass the smell test initially. And the more we know about the situation sooner or later, the evidence is going to surface. So do yourself a favor and give it up at the, at the get. You're going to save everybody a lot of time. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I think it's good tying it back to the four F's on all of these. Anytime we talk about when we talk about motive, which is a difference between because everyone breaks it down as like, oh, you know, we've heard, hey, uh, he killed his wife because she was cheating on him. That was his motive. Well, that goes right back to the to, to the four Fs, basically. Right. right? So, so, so cut all so that cut out superfluous that, stuff. Yeah, You're exactly. Right. Whether it was you know, hey, they stole from the company because you know they were they needed the money. Uh, they do they whatever it was. I sold so this green, technology money. to the Chinese, so it's money. So so that goes back to to that in the 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 motive still boils down to a very primitive level. So we don't need exactly. And when all we these, say primitive, it's not insulting. It's no. your most basic human brain, okay? So, yeah. listen, uh, uh, I, would, I would advocate this, too. You're sitting there, and you're cheating on your spouse. I don't care what they are, a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. So put it in a, any conventional situation that works for you. And you're sitting there thinking, you know what? If I get a bunch of insurance on my current, uh, then if they died and it wasn't investigated, then the spouse that I'm with right now, we could have a wonderful life. Nothing gets easier at 35,000 feet. Nothing gets easier when you start putting together a plan mm -hmm. to kill somebody. It's going to go sideways. You're all going to be in prison and you're going to ruin every life. You're going to ruin your kid's life yeah, and your friend's life and the person you killed life. And it always comes out that way, but people can't see that because our primitive drives are chemicals. They're electrochemical neurons that are so mm -hmm. strong that when I'm cheating on my spouse, I go, man, this is the life that I want. That's not the life that you want. It's fun and exciting like the old life you used to have. Yeah. So get off your ass and go buy a card and buy your wife something or your husband something nice and go back and spend time with them. You, you can resurrect it or, Brian, go to them and go, I don't love you anymore and I'm leaving. Don't kill yeah. them. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say is it's, it's right there on the surface. A very thin membrane separ separates life. Right. And, and you, you don't have to go down that path. Right. So, so back to the, the whole primitive and the four F's of all those are, it's electrochemical neurotransmitters. Right. And that's what gets us to do everything. Even that things that right. we think we're 
oh, I'm, I'm consciously doing this for a certain reason. It's like, well, there's a, there's an unconscious reason you're even doing that behavior. It's not just for what you think Precisely. it is. Precisely. And it's and, all and inside your brain it's and it's so, all so regulated. That, that it's, and it's so strong. That's how people get into these situations. Yeah. That's how you get into, because people want to always want to ask. And we don't ever really, since we don't really get into motive that way, I like how we framed it the four F's so we can talk about it that way is, well, why would people do this? Well, why would people want to do that? It's like, well, we just talked. It's it comes down to the guy at the bar wants to meet a girl that will yes. have sex with him, so he's lying and making up those stories in order to fornicate, right? Uh, uh, whatever you know, it, this so, this so guy with a go, with the same go thing to with feed the, for a second, okay? Yeah, so okay, yeah. When, when you think of feed, food doesn't just have to be food uh, as sustenance. Uh, it can be an addiction. It can be alcohol or meth or opiates. So you need to feed the beast. We talk about that all the time. Talk about feeding the beast. So yeah. now I'm sitting there in a in a bar. I'm on my last twenty jukebox is playing. This uh, you know female or male is hitting on me, and I like it or I hate it. And I'm going, man, I swear to God, if I based up some rock right now, this would be a great thing. I don't have enough money, but I do have a gun. Do you get what I'm trying to yeah. say? So now it turns into to other things, and you're going, well, that's a horrible leap of of, of logic in your critical thinking skills. Why? Because I'm not thinking rationally. I'm thinking I have to feed the beast. So fighting, will I fight? Yeah, I'll fight. But guess what? When that cop comes up, he's got a gun too, and he might be good at it. So I'm going to flee. I'm going to flee to live to fight another game. Well, there's three Fs right there. And the final being fornicate, every song, every movie, every poem, everything that has been written on the face of the planet, except by Weird Al Yankovic, uh, comes down to sex. And, and, and what I mean by that is procreation and fornication. I'm not trying to gutter it down, Brian. I'm trying no, to say it, it's a motivation as much in your genetics as it is in the Bible. Be fruitful and multiply. Right. And so everybody historically knows that that's a drive. Now, you couple one with the other, holy Moses, do you have a situation. So you cover fight and flee. And you're going, they're two different ends of the spectrum. No, they're not. No, they're not. Now I'm in a car and you're trying to stop my car and you're a copper and you're waving for me to stop. And I go, should I stay or should I go? Three strikes, you're out, buddy. Guess what? Wrong day to beat a cop. And, and you're saying, there's no way you're saying that you would drive over a person. Happens every day. Yeah. And the next day they say, oh, my daughter could never do that. She could never kill. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, uh, being in charge of your own life takes work, takes effort. And being a bad person is one thin membrane away for every one of us every day. And we have to work at being good. We have to. Well, and I think that that's part of, yeah. So you, you brought into, you know, then, Hey, well, why would people mimic this or why would they do this behavior and yep. go over to the stolen valor act uh, guys who put all these medals on, they didn't earn and sell this. Yep. They're mimicking what they're, they're just doing they it wrong. They're mimicking they what want. they want to be. I yes. want to be that person. I'm not that person. Right. So, so I'm going to mimic it. You're right. So right. So, and, so and, and, here's, so, the, but here's the hard path. Working out, being a good person, yeah, yeah, joining yeah. those units. Join it, yeah. They don't want to go that yeah, hard, right? You got to burn calories, Greg. Exactly. You gotta, You're exactly you right. You got to want it, really. You just got to want ditch, it. As ditch my guy's brother the same guy. Ditch guy's going, yeah. that's so funny. Your brother's yeah. great. Good Navy Shield, thanks for his service. Listen, ditch guy is going, this blows. That's the first, this is how your brain <laughs> yeah, works. Yeah, it's that simple, then, too. Right. And then he looks around and he goes, I could be here. I could be back in a block. Now, He's not thinking back in a block. He was washing dishes, didn't make a lot of money. His mom was ragging on him. What he's thinking is whatever's in front of him right now, he wants to change that. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't sit there and think about, like, hey, reenlistment comes up. First of all, folks, you're not forced to be in the military. Yeah. But when you're in the military, you have a contract, right? 
and then your contract expires. You can say, okay, when it expires, I'm going to leave. But he didn't think of that. He thought, kidnapping. I've seen enough of these Hollywood <laughs> movies. That's a fractured human that is trying to fill that hole uh, with, a, with an unreasonable jump of logic. Listen, right. spirals and go different directions, but spirals are like sparklers. They can light fires that you're not going to be able to put out. The simplest answer is, you know, Gordian knot theory. The simplest answer is probably the best answer for you, and it's not winding up in a ditch in OI. Well, right, and and and, and that's, that's exactly, you know, how they go down that, that path of this is why. It's like, okay, well, I want to end the situation step. I'm in right now. How do I do right. that? Well, I can't take off and flee because they're going to be looking for me, right? I, I, that's a crime. I can't just leave the military whenever I want. I can get locked yep. up for that, right? And I don't want to stick around and hang around here for my, the rest of my enlistment. That blows. I don't want to do that. Well, what can I do? How do I get out of this and still come out on top, right? right. How, do I, how do I leave in my mind and still not, not doing what, what I signed up for and what I said I was going to exactly. do and my word. It's my honor, my word, of, my body. Yeah, how do I get out of this? And I think that that's with a lot of them where it's okay. I can't be this person or I can't do this anymore. So I'm going to mimic it or get out of it or, or I'm going to, but, but the reason why I come back to what you were talking about and the reason why I brought this up and say like, you can, you can do that, right? So, so mimicking good behavior will eventually yes. get you to do good behavior, even your if you're just mimicking. Your neurons are designed to yeah. do that. So, so your if I go, your neurons are designed to make you afraid when people are afraid, so you can avoid danger, or make you smile and happy, so yeah. you can become part of a group and, and be entrenched. So, in it. so, exactly right, so right. rather than that person, you know, hey, dressing up in a military uniform they didn't earn or anything, well, if they, if they you know, basically if they, they surrounded themselves with people like that and learned from them and became a better person and earned that, or either went in the military or just did whatever with their life, you, you can change it. Meaning they're not always, you don't have to go down that path of, Oh, I'm going to fake a kidnapping or I'm going to do this. There's other options available, but just identifying those people is, yeah, it's that broken human being. If you're, if you're so, likely to say this, what else are you likely to do? You're, you're exactly right. And a little thing leads to a big thing. So mm -hmm. I would ask our viewers or our listeners to think of my term of holding it together. Everybody's heard about you and your life and your person and your soul, and you want to try to hold it together. That's where we get the terms of those fractures. So as you're trying to hold it together, sometimes you have fractures. A brick home has fractures. A, a log home has fractures. Your basement leaks when it has fractures. So you can do one of two things, Brian. You can say, I'm going to actively work to fill that and I want to fill it with something I don't have to do every week or every year. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Because it become, becomes monotonous like the kid with his finger in a dike. But that takes work. It takes calories. It takes a plan. Or I'm going to let the fractures grow and grow. And we all know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, it's going to burst out. So it's up to you. You know, do you want to star cluster your life and, and burn out? Or do you want to have a good, enjoyable life? And there's a path. And guess what, Brian? If I don't know the path, I call really smart people and go, I'm in trouble. I yeah. don't know what to do next. Yeah. The, the people that don't are going to resort to alcohol or they're going to resort to some other form of abuse. Why? Because it takes my eye off the prize. I don't have to worry about what's happening in 15 minutes because I'm sure feeling great right now. But I will warn you, it's all there. Those fractures still well, that's, exist. And that's, if you don't address them now, they're only going to get worse. And, and some of the behaviors that you see in all of these individuals are just an exaggerated form of something all normal humans do, right? And that's why you, so, you go back to the social media of, yeah, we want attention and acceptance. And I want people to like that photo I just posted. And, and that feels good to me. 
well, this person has that same drive. It just, it's just a lot more and, and they don't understand Precisely. it. They and, also and don't so understand it when people don't it like it and they can't hold yes. it together. Right. And so that's why you, to bring back to, to like you talked about a hiring process and getting on board and you see the, uh, you know, someone's email address is like, you know, um, you running and gunning at AOL.com or like, or like, you know, whatever it is. Bastard number three. And you're like, okay. And now you put that in the context. If they're 18 years old and just joined the military. Okay. Maybe is that as, is that as dangerous as they've been in 20 years and they're 37 or 38 years old? No, but it's remarkable because almost nobody does that. So I'll give you a quick example. You're on the street, you get a call to a house and you go there and on the big garage door, somebody used one can of spray paint and put uh, the Nazi cross uh, crudely drawn and put the F word. And then down the street, they did it on the side of a car. You're not dealing with uh, Klansmen that are organized and sophisticated and they're coming out and everybody in the neighborhood, you got a kid. The kid looked back and they laughed and he said, you used the F word. Oh my God, it's right there, bigger than life. So what's the difference on social media? What's the difference uh, uh, reading a Twitter post or the one that starts with the I that I can't think of when I, I need Instagram. to do it? Yeah, Instagram. And, and somebody comes out firing. You get what I'm trying to say, saying, oh, you're an ass and you're this and that. All it shows is that you've got a low degree of maturity in yeah. your content because you're lacking something. So if you're lacking something, where do bullies get their strength? By bullying. Listen. I'm not whole. I can't hold it together. So seeing you in trouble or reacting to it makes me feel better. Those are stress fractures, folks. Yeah. When you see them when the kids are young, think of my airline example, it ain't going to get easier at 35,000 feet. So if you don't nip in the bud now, you're going to be reading about it, Texas Tower shooting or whatever else. By the way, we went to the JFK, the museum, the book depository. Dallas, it was such an amazing trip, and you treated us so well. Thanks for that. Sorry, Brian. Yeah, no, everyone did, did, but, but, and that, what what you're talking about just goes back to exactly kind of what, why I brought it up. You said the kid versus the organized uh, yeah. version, right? So you and see so something was, like that a younger guy? and you're like, which guy was kid guy. He was kid. You know he saying? never grew out Total of that. Kid. Didn't, didn't have the emotional maturity to deal with the yep. situation that they were in. So that, like you said, that break, that that's going, those, those uh, fractures show, are baby. eventually going to break. So it's going to bleed out somewhere. That being said, so rewind the tape, you know, uh, a few months before that and go, well, what did the people working with him see? I mean, we can see this sometimes and go, where is this likely going to go? Like you, that's the time to investigate and go, Hey man, was he sitting alone? Was he depressed? Did he bring out stuff when he was in the cafeteria? He couldn't get his uh, uh, mind off of Hey, back on the block. You get what I'm saying? And it wasn't just homesickness, Brian, you know, it, it starts small, but guess what? When you look at it with a flashlight or a laser, all of a sudden, I want you to imagine having a cracked vase or a vase, as we say in Detroit, and having somebody shine a flashlight and you're on the other side. You're going to see that, that minute stress fractures, but only if you what? Only if you shine the light. So if you walk around with your head up your ass all day, you're likely going to miss the coworker that's having a problem and there's going to be a domestic in your lobby and somebody's going to get killed. Why? Because you failed to attend to it. You failed to pay attention. And I think that's what you're getting at. I think that's yes. a, a core piece of your argument here. Because it, it, it we have so many things in our life that compete for our attention. There's only so many hours Precisely. in a day. This is why you've got so many issues now because of social media and 24-hour news that you now worry about that you didn't even know of 
20, 30, 40 and years it ago, have it wouldn't have mattered. But now all of a sudden that's competing for your attention because people are yes. talking about it. You're going, oh, wait a minute, I need to weigh in on this or I need an opinion about this. I need to understand how this foreign policy measure affects my life. And you're going, well, no, you In might not. Phone. You might Whatever's not. on my phone right now, yeah. I have to do right now. I it, have to answer that text message if somebody's going to call. And guess what? Even if it's while I'm driving, yeah. that takes precedence. And, and no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It right. really if doesn't. You, if you fill up your uh, uh, available uh, channel capacity, you're going to accidentally run the light. Or when the light turns green, you're going to wait too long. And not only is just that simple situation of waiting too long at the light because you're texting going to cost us billions of dollars next right. year in money, but it takes your eye off the prize and you're going to hit a little kid or you're going to, you know, drive into a, a, a truck. Uh, just like out here in Colorado this morning, you can hear the wind, I'm sure. And the storm is coming. So I had to change all our travel plans for tomorrow to, to meet with yours and drive to another city to drive out. Well, in Denver this morning, there was snow and some black ice and people are everywhere. Take a look at your news, folks. Go on a news. Semis, trucks flipped and everything else. Why? Because in here, you're Joey Chitwood. Because in here, you can drive like the wind, okay? But the reality of the situation is just add water and get it down to a certain temperature, and you're crashing into everybody and everything. So now complicate that by adding a phone or adding texting, adding power uh, hours of darkness. So what happened is Air Force kid let it all build up, all build up, all build up, and there was fractures showing everywhere until he got to the morning that he goes, kidnapping. Hey, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you, it didn't just it's, happen. It's, remember the old light bulb well, where you pulled a chain and the light came on? Yeah. It didn't just happen. It took a long time and everybody saw it. I bet right now they're typing, hey, you should have seen it two weeks ago when he well, said or that, did it. So that, that's, I would, I would say let, let's look at the, the overall arching. One of the takeaways or the big takeaway okay. for all these is that it takes time. No one goes from zero to kidnapping in, in an hour behind their desk at their computer. Hey, you know only, what? Only this on a Hollywood a great, script. You this know is what a saying? great idea. This is perfect yeah. for my situation. It takes exactly. a long okay, time. So things will get a lot better. <laughs> the kidnapping. No, no, like, no. hey, I've watched this crime drama and this is how yep. this guy did it and he got away with it. He only, you know, I mean, it's like okay, this so stupid, ridiculous. Not remembering your name. Okay, so there's, a, there's a, a clinical term for that. Do you know how absolutely rare that is? How remarkable when you find a person that actually has amnesia and, and, and uh, amnesia from uh, PTSD style kidnapping. Yes. Where you, where oh you... my God. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so this well, kid the... couldn't have thrown a dart at the wrong, I mean, he didn't even hit the wall. Is and, and the amount of trauma you need to go through in order to oh, get yeah. to the point where your brain completely brought, blocks something out. Right, right. Where, where you the can't incident was so it. horrific that, that it allows you to forget it because it's not in that's, your best interest that's to remember. very, very, very rare. Rare. That's so absolutely rare. rare. And and you don't see that much. So so yeah, that's that goes into just that that horrible low level of organization where you're like this guy you, is all over the place. But but do, I, do I you think, think we're yeah. going to be apologizing to our Air Force friends after this. <laughs> just think maybe we, we should send some, at the we should send some emails to them. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I still hey, think it's, this this it's thing's the, coming out. This pod, it's the but... smartest branch of the of the military. Oh, by far. So yeah, we're I the idiots. I know. <laughs> but that that being said, is that it's kid it's, in a ditch. That's remember, my new story. That's my remember, next pod, folks. <laughs> remember that that stuff takes time to build up, right? It no does. one makes that decision to go, hey, this Think sounds of the like a good idea. We, we use the analogy all the time about our cup being full. Go into a situation, make sure that your cup spills into others and they spill mm -hmm. into you because you learn. But think of that tea kettle. Shelly and I just had a, to go out yesterday and get a new, uh, first learned about them in Saudi Arabia. You plug them in, it heats the water, a little thing. And, and so since then for my tea or for any of the other stuff we're doing, like ramen, 
uh, for lunch. Love that little tea kettle thing that you plug in. And it's not called a tea kettle. It's a little thing. You press a button, the button, it boils the water and yeah, then you yeah, take yeah. it off, you know? Yeah. So whatever that's called in Detroit, we didn't have them, so I don't have a name. <laughs> but that little damn thing, I uh, love them now. And, and they're yeah. so convenient. But it doesn't heat the water all at once. You don't press the thing and and Harry Potter runs in and goes, Shazam. What happens is it takes time to boil. Things take time to percolate. That robbery has to go from, and and you're saying, what are the target of opportunity crimes? Yep. But target of opportunity crimes may take less in your timeline, but there's still the gift of time and distance that allow you to see the incident form. I've got to buck up. I got to secure that weapon. Hey, I'm going to open that door and I'm going to move fast. Mm -hmm. The predatory looks, the mission focus. So anybody saying that they're not seeing them, I'm telling you they're not looking. Yep. All right. Well, that's uh, I think that's a kind of a good spot to to bring it in for a landing. I should also give a shout out to the if they're listening, the two young ladies, the psych uh, psych students, psychology hey, we undergrads. Had a good time. That's going to well, be who were probably yeah, who were probably terrified, but they walked up or we walked up. They were you know we observed them making observations, writing in a notepad, which no one does in 2020. So nope. obviously that piqued our interest. And so we had to go up and, and talk and it turned out they were watching, they had an assignment and they're both psychology undergrads, um, had an assignment watching behavior of children or something like that, which you probably said, Hey, I think that's illegal. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, it's for well, it depends on how you're watching it's, them. It's for you science. Know, that's another but, thing uh, for intent right there. But, uh, but no. And then we said, Hey, well, we do a thing about human behavior pattern recognition and analysis. So hopefully they tuned in. They were and, so and excited. They were so great the though. The funny once, thing was we once, found them by people watching. Yeah. They were people watching, which drew our attention. It was hilarious. Yeah. And so beautiful. Love Philly. Love yeah. New Jersey. Had a good time in New Jersey this time. Mm-hmm. Hey, Marin, what's Princeton, that? What's that at uh, Princeton. At yep. Princeton. And then uh, that little uh, cool little uh, restaurant that we ate at in Princeton. We'll do a shout out for them next time. Little yeah. pub downstairs. Nice oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I forget the name of that. It was a little brewery, a little microbrewery and restaurant. They had great food. Um, we'll have to, yeah, I forget that name. Um, but yeah, so I think if that's anything else, Greg, you want to add, so we'll, we'll wrap it on there for the it day. It was a romp today. Thanks. It was a romp. We went a few places. Thanks for tuning in everyone. And, uh, don't forget that training changes behavior. Thanks for tuning in folks. If you would like some more information about what we talked about today, you can head to the left of Greg Patreon site where we've added some more information about what we discussed, as well as some examples of how you can practically apply some of the lessons learned. Please remember to tell your friends about the show and follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. Thanks again and be safe.